Listen. This is Ask Dr. Gange, the podcast. Stress, everybody's got it, everybody feels it, but the question is, what do you do with it? How do you get it handled so you can be your best, do your best, and most importantly, feel your best in all areas of your life? Well, that's what we're all about here at Ask Dr. Gange, the podcast. I'm your host, Bryn Griffiths, along with, of course, registered psychologist, Dr. Gans Ferentz. How are you doing? I am wonderful today, Bryn. How about you? I'm doing great. Hey, one of the things that we should be talking about because now it doesn't affect me and I can get into this later, but mm-hmm. we've obviously turned our clocks back. We did that yeah. at the start of November mm-hmm. for a lot of people. It's no big deal, but for a lot of other people it is a monstrous deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what yeah. do we, how do we, how do you want to dive in on this one? Well, yeah. Cause it's like, you know, and, and I don't know. Uh, there's lots of debate over whether we should be, you know, changing the clocks at all. And I know lots of different jurisdictions. There's some of them actually in, in North America that just don't do it anymore. Right. But most, most in North America still do it, you know, the daylight savings time, the standard time and stuff like that. Right. So what the research has shown is that every time you switch the clocks, a bunch of stuff happens, right? People have struggles with sleep, obviously, and we're going to talk more about that as we go on today. But other stuff happens. People, you know, act, number of accidents go up, um, accidents at work, um, productivity goes down, uh, people are having more arguments, people are less um, patient, and, and you know, uh, just all these little sort of annoyances. And, you know, they may not seem like huge, huge things, but they, you know, clearly they're signaling that there's something that is affected by this change. And you know what, what it really is, is your, your circadian clock, the clock that our bodies know and that our biological system functions on, our physiology functions on, it gets thrown off because we've, we've acclimated to a certain way of going. And then we switch times and we have to just kind of get into this whole new way. And I, I get it, it's just an hour. And especially in the fall, it seems, oh, excellent, we get an extra hour of sleep, right? But even that extra hour, it does throw things off. Um, in the springtime, we're losing an hour of sleep. But um, but yeah, it does it does throw things off. So I thought we'd talk about that today. Well, a lot of people didn't want an extra hour of 2020. It's been that kind of year. <laughs> Here's the thing for me, and, and I've traveled a lot. So for me, yeah. a one-hour time zone shift is not the end of the world. But I also have come to realize that you have to train yourself to handle yes. that a little bit. And one of the tricks that we do around our place is we don't change our clocks. Well, most of the clocks just change themselves now anyway, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But you still have the the stove and you've got the microwave and there's a, there's still some some clocks that have to be altered around the house. I mm-hmm. actually do it on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And the reason I do that is because I want to, on the Saturday, start to make that shift and change rather than have it carry over into the Monday when everybody goes, yep. wham, right into that job. <laughs> And it's it's working around here. We we yep. talked about it, the, you know, when we did the time zone change here about the fact that all of us are feeling in the house way better because yeah. we're giving ourselves an extra day to, to do, acclimate to make the shift. 
We're yep, starting absolutely. to think that way. And and anytime I've gone to Europe where it's an eight-hour time zone change, I start getting my body and my brain ready for that eight-hour change a week before I even go away. Now, I don't know yep. if that's because I'm a little, you know, a little crazy or, or what. And I've been <laughs> accused of being that around the house on, uh, you know, from time to time. But it's working for us. Well, I tell you, Britton, every time we talk, I learn so much more, right? I mean, I, I love the tips that, you know, you, stuff you do is brilliant because you do the same thing. I, I know we're talking about like leaving the house when the turkey's cooking. So you come back in, you get, you know, you get fresh air and you come back and oh, smell oh, the turkey, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all these little, little life hacks that you do are just brilliant. But I, I really do. I do think that, uh, you know, getting ready for a big time zone change like a week before totally makes sense. And doing the one hour time zone change or time change, um, you know, the day before. So you have the whole weekend to get used to it instead of just one day and then kind of dragging your, your ass on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, right. Um, is much better. It's a way better strategy. Yeah. Well, at least that way you're thinking changes a little bit. Right. Well, well, this and see, that's such an important thing because there's there's it's one thing to sort of like try to get your body to adjust. It's a whole nother thing to give yourself permission to adjust. Your headspace is so important. Um, and, and whether whether you're taking time off if you're sick or if you're going on vacation or, or um, you know what I mean? Uh, we've talked before about how during covid everybody is just kind of off a little bit because, you know, things are just different. Uh, and, but, but a big chunk of how to handle all of this stuff is can you make peace with it? Can you get your head around it? Can you give yourself permission, say, during COVID to not be your optimal self, right? You can, you know, give yourself, say, 25, 30% leeway whether it's to, in your efficiency or your thinking or your, your irritability, whatever it is, just factor that in so that you don't beat yourself up. But the time zone thing or the, the time change thing is another one. Get Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself mentally. Okay. Yep. So, you know, at what, what used to be 8 o'clock is now going to be 7 o'clock, I think, right? Yes. That's how it works. Right. Yeah. So um, that means that, uh, you know, when I get up, I may actually see the sun, which can be kind of pleasant. Or, you know, um, when I'm coming home, when I'm driving home, uh, it's probably going to be dark now. Okay. So I've just got to, I'm just going to be okay with that. I've got to make peace with that because then your brain doesn't fight it. You don't, your body doesn't fight it. Um, our, our brains are magnificent instruments and very, very powerful, far more powerful than most people think. And what we think, what, how we think, really does create our experience and does create our reality, our experience of reality. And so, you know, that, that is a very, very good point, to good, good strategy for people to have. Get your head around the change so that you can, you can make that change more successfully. One of the things we were hearing a lot about, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, is that a lot of uh, provinces and states in North America are talking about not shifting the clocks. Mm-hmm. The question is, do you stay on daylight saving time <laughs> or do you shift back to standard time? Now, I'm one of those guys where I don't want an extra hour of sunlight at four in the morning. I'd rather right. have it. I'd rather have it in the evening. I don't care if I get up and drive into work in the morning and it's pitch dark. If I can have a little bit of light, no sense having the light when you're inside. Right. That's, that's just me. But I, I love the longer hours. And where we are in Canada, we get a ton of sunlight hours. Yeah. Late in the night. In the, 
Yeah. And so that's the direction I'd like to go, but I'm guessing you've heard it all. <laughs> well, you know, so, so just the, one of the reasons people are, are like certain um, jurisdictions are thinking about not changing is the, the stuff we just talked about, right? The, the, the cost to insurance companies, the, the accidents, the lower productivity to the, the effect on the economy and just the wear and tear on people's bodies. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just I think it just depends on where people are in the world and what would be best for them. But I know just in terms of sleep, we sleep better in dark and cool than we do in light and warm, right? So um, if I had, if I, you know, if they ask me which one I'd prefer, I'd rather have the extra hours at night, right? I'd have the extra hours of of, uh, of light at night because that way it's going to be less impactful on your sleep in the morning. And by the way, the best sleep, the most deep and restorative sleep happens later in the sleep cycle. So really it's, it's the, it's the last hours that you get that are most impactful for you. So you really want to have that, um, you know, protected. And I think this is, this is one of the things that people can really start to, to use right now because it has been a couple of weeks since we did turn, turn back the clocks, but you know, you can really work on your sleep hygiene that will start to help you get better sleep despite this. Um, so things like having a cool, dark room, like, so, so cover up the, any clocks or any electronics you have in there with the, you know, the lights stay on, the standby lights stay on sometimes, um, make sure the windows are well covered. And, you know, they say, depending on what your body is like, you know, maybe it's like 19 to 21 degrees, um, is sort of a, an optimal range for you to have for your bedroom. Um, so doing those sorts of things are really going to help you to get back into a bit of a rhythm. One of the things that really, really helps, uh, of course, you got to watch your caffeine as well. And caffeine is a difficult one because if, uh, yeah, there's a cup of coffee. Watch so, this cup of coffee in front of me right now. Because, because when you're feeling like you're sluggish, you take caffeine to try to help you cope. But then the caffeine, and most people don't realize this, but caffeine can be in your system up to 18 hours, right? And so um, it might not go away, it might not be all metabolized in two to five or six hours, right? So it can actually affect your sleep, especially if it's if it's chronic or your sleep is fairly fragile to begin with. So that's one of the things that our listeners can do right away is to is to reduce and it or cut out caffeine totally if you can if you can do it. The other thing is um, I've used this for a number of years. It's uh, well, it's it's a light that we use at this time of year. Uh, some they're, they're marketed under, under seasonal affective disorder lights, or happy lights, or sad lights, or you know the brand I use is Philips Go Lights, Go Light Blue. Um, but these lights really do help to um, help your body to physiologically reset, uh, especially when you use them in the morning. And and each of them, each brand has their different instructions about how to use them. But when you typically when you use them in the morning, it helps get you up and helps um, stimulate your brain to produce more serotonin and to help you uh, be able to focus and function. But it also helps to reset your circadian clock so that your body starts to get into the new rhythm, uh, even if it's just an hour. Uh, I know shift workers use this a lot. People in the northern climates use this a, a whole lot. The the other advantage to it is. At this time of year, if you're anywhere close to, um, you know, large bodies of water or on the coasts or farther north, we're get, we're also getting like far less like light, far less sunlight. 
and the light we get is not of the right spectrum, not right part of the spectrum to be able to help our bodies to stay as healthy as they need to be. So, you know, having, having one of these lights and using them regularly not only helps you to reset after a time change, but just generally helps your mood, your well-being, and your health. See, but you're touching on something here that all the people who bitch whine and complain to me about the time zone change, mm. they don't seem like they're prepared to put the time in, if I can use a bad pun, <laughs> to put the time in to make the adjustment easier the, on themselves. They think they're automatically going to do it, and they they will over time. Mm-hmm. But what I, the reason why I said what I said off the top here today is that I kind of forced the issue a little bit mm-hmm. by doing what I'm doing. And if I was going away on a trip, I would force the issue a little bit. But some people just think that their body's automatically going to snap into it. And I don't see that happening. Do you? Right. No, no. I mean, it's it's true. This is not – time itself is an artifice. It's not a biological thing. It's a made-up thing that we did because we had the um, Industrial Revolution and somebody came up with the, the light bulb. And by, you know the, I mean? by the way, it was a Canadian that invented the 20 uh, – we have 24 time zones across the, around the, the globe, and it was a Canadian. Oh, see, I didn't know that. That's and, awesome. And there's another little tidbit for you. And you know what's also typically Canadian is I don't know the guy's name. I, I couldn't tell you the guy's name. All I know is that it was a Canadian that divided the world into these little time zones. Sorry to interrupt with that nonsensical trivia. Well, there you go. Adds color to the whole conversation. So, but but yeah, like, you know, time itself is a is sort of a made-up concept. I mean, you know, the, the folks that, um, you know, work on farms and stuff like that, they know that the time zones really don't matter, right? It's like, you know, it's whatever the cow needs or the, you know, the, the wheat or whatever, right? whatever, whatever you're happening to farm. So there's a natural rhythm to life. But yeah, we can adjust, uh, it, but it doesn't happen automatically. But what you're suggesting, Bryn, is, you know, it's really the concept of proactivity. Be proactive. And those folks who've heard of Stephen Covey or read his famous book, The Seven Habits of highly successful people. He, he pushes this idea a lot, be proactive. And, um, this is exactly what we're, you know, generally what we're trying to do with this podcast uh, is to help people get the tools, get the pieces in this case around sleep that are going to help them adjust. But if they actually apply these ahead of time, they don't have to adjust as, as, as much, right? I mean, their, their whole transition is a lot easier. They don't have to suffer, you know, we're trying to reduce suffering and help people to just make it through a lot easier. But yeah, we need to start thinking about we're not just victims of circumstances or of, you know, situations outside of ourselves. If we see stuff coming, let's prepare. Let's get ready. Let's see what we can do to help ourselves be the most successful with the least amount of effort and least amount of struggle that we can. And I think that's just a good approach generally. You pointed out sleep and how important it is. We have the new tools and the tech. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give the company a plug. I think it's Google with Nest in mm-hmm. terms of a uh, you know, thermostat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I love it because what you do is you set your temperature in the house. You said 19 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is in Fahrenheit for our, any of our friends down south. But if it gets too cold, I can just... And I wake up, I reach over and get my mobile device. I can mm-hmm. turn the heat up if it. I have mm-hmm. to. But but we have the ability to do all these things, but yet for some reason people just don't want to do it. I, I'm, I shake my head. 
But they're really well, good at complaining about it on social media too. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We complain, but also I think part of part of the problem is, and this is one of our missions, right? People don't know that they don't know. Yeah. They don't know that the information's out there. They don't know what they can do. That you know, most people don't understand good sleep hygiene. Most people don't even understand how much sleep they're supposed to get. Right? Um, this whole idea of eight hours of sleep is. <sighs> So how that came about yes. was again after the after the um, industrial revolution there was there there was an actual revolution of the workers because they said you know because people were working like they were literally dying at work because before they used to have to stop when the sun went down because they couldn't see but now we had electric light people were working around the clock you know all sorts of stuff so the workers actually revolted and they said no. We we need a, a better work day. Eight hours for for work, eight hours for sleep, and eight hours for family. So they divided the 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 day up into three sections, and that's what they did, right? And that's where we came up with this idea. But really, when you when what the research shows is we need you know about eight hours. It's about eight hours and fifteen minutes is what we uh, what the average adult, healthy adult, needs to stay healthy and to heal and to do all these other things. Uh, what the research also shows is, and this is, this is, this is um, stats from um, the American Motor Association. Oh, yeah. If, if you miss one hour of uh, sleep one night, your chances of getting into an accident go up by 10%. Wow. Right? Yeah, that's one hour, one night. Uh, if, you, if you get less than five hours, um, your chances uh, of getting into an accident are 10 times, you're 10 times more likely to get into an accident really? than if you get eight and, eight and a half hours. Yeah. So it's, it's a foundational thing to our physical, our emotional and our mental well-being, and also our productivity. We got to get sleep. <sighs> okay. I'm feeling a little more <laughs> relaxed, but like I said, it doesn't affect me uh, the most. So any other little tidbits we want to pass along before we say goodbye? Yeah, you know, so so one of those things, I mean, this is going to go against the grain for a lot of people because when you're feeling tired, you really don't feel like doing much. But exercise is one of those things that also helps people get back into the rhythm as quickly as they can. So even though you don't feel like it, sometimes you just got to force yourself, get up, get some movement, do some workouts. I wouldn't do them later in the day or later in the night because that might actually keep you up. But once you, once you get up and you're getting some movement, as well as some of the other things we talked about, you know, lower your temperature, make sure your room is dark, um, making sure you're eating, you know, a little later in the day and throughout the day. Right. Um, so you're not hungry throughout the night. All these things are going to help to help your body to feel soothed, but they're also going to help you to be able to slow down and get back into a healthy sleep rhythm, which is essential for our health. Okay. Let's talk about how people can get a hold of you. There's a lot of different ways to, to reach out to you. Obviously people are, are, you know, tuning in on podcasts and that's great, but you're on Facebook, and that one's pretty simple. Just uh, go to Ask Dr. Gans on Facebook. And then there's, uh, let's see, what else? Let's talk about the fact that we've got a handle on Twitter, which is uh-huh. Ask Dr. Gans uh, Podcast, which is uh, another <laughs> uh, good one. And uh, online, you've got the website. Yes, AskDrGans.com. So, it's, you know, they're all Ask Dr. Gans, and doctor is spelled D-R. So ask Dr. Gans, G-A-N-Z, or Z for our folks down south, um, dot com. That's the website. Don't lose any sleep over that, whatever you do. <laughs> hey, by the way, just before we go, a Scottish-born Canadian, Sir, Stan- Sir Sanford Fleming, was the guy who proposed the worldwide system of time zones, and he did it back in 1879. 
There you go. I, w- See, I, ha- I had to look it up because I ha- I knew it was a guy who had a Canadian background. I just I had no idea who he was. Not only did I find out who he was, I found out he's a sir. <laughs> well, so, there you go. Pray so, for that. So he did a nice why. job on yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, well, but but it also shows you how recent this is. That's like you know less than two hundred years. I know ago, right? Is and and so this all this stuff is made up. So our bodies are not so used to doing to living this way. But you know we do our best. So. We'll be turning our next podcast back exactly one podcast. <laughs> hey, thanks for your time. It's great as always. And all, hey, one other thing too. We love feedback from people. Absolutely. Give us some feedback on what you think, what we can do better, topics you might want to hear covered, all sorts of stuff like that. And, and definitely share this information and share the podcast with people that uh, you care about. We want to spread this, uh, this information as far and as wide as possible so people can feel better, so they can do better. Once again, the podcast is uh, is our pleasure. We love doing it. It's been a lot of fun. And check out the website, too, which is askdrgans.com. Thanks for your time, and we'll see you next time. Take it easy, guys. One, two, three. Listen.